I'm Jason Klom. Gaziza. I'm Alan Rickards. Your last name is Rickard? And we are the hosts of Dispatches from Fort Awesome, a news radio podcast. Oh, hi, I'm Jason Klom. Gaziza. I'm Alan Rickards. And this is Dispatches <laughs> from Oops. Fort Awesome, awesome. the news, news radio, radio podcast. podcast. <laughs> what happened, Alan? So we were recording. I'm recording the audio here, and uh-huh. the volume was like low on QuickTime, and I thought that was a recording, but that was just the volume. So I had a big echo come through as I was adjusting it, and then I realized adjustment need not apply. That's amazing. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Jen is on the ether. She's not with us uh, this week uh, or next week, but uh, you know, hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. I know a good ether sound. Here it is. It's <laughs> amazing. Oh, you should have you should have tried your gaziza with an echo. Although that might get deafening. Um, gaziza. It does sound very much like uh, a radio sting. Like it is appropriately like a radio sting. Uh, this week, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about my favorite episode, season three, episode four, Arcade. We are again doing a redux, a revisit I, with, without the author, but still. I do have to say, it is definitely in my top five mm-hmm. radio episodes. It is one of the best. I agree. It's a fantastic episode. Um, it is uh, the greatest thing on the planet. I made a whole Lego set about it. Um, you know, I, think- I like, by the way, this script is, is this the... Oh, this is a, okay, second revised table draft, which explains why it is not a, it's better, like I think we've established after talking with Lou, better to have an earlier draft, and at least if you're trying to compare it to what the final show right. ends up being. Right. Um, ooh, hey, you know what, that's, that's fun, got my, got my little phone or my watchmaking uh, nose, uh, nose, or noise, um, god damn it, sorry, let me turn that off. Or watch. What does my watch phone sound like? Oh, oh there it is. <laughs> <laughs> Give me one second. Be right back. Okay. I'm an idiot. Uh, it's just me, Alan Rickert, the solo host of Dispatches from Fort Awesome, a news radio podcast. We are indeed talking about episode 304 of season three. Well, I already said 304, so you know it's season three. Arcade. Hey, if you had a favorite arcade game back in the day, in the the 8-bit era or 16-bit era, why don't you uh, send us a message, tell us what it is, maybe even tweet at us. We'd love to hear it. Mine was... Mm, was 16-bit. I, I think mine was 16-bit, but I did love the, uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one back in the day. However, it does not hold up if you try to replay it it's uh it's a little repetitive they got a little repetitive back then folks so just uh food for thought do your thoughts really need food do your thoughts really starving because i don't i don't think they are maybe you do if you do why don't you uh tweet at us or send us a message have any of you ever eaten a sandwich that was at least one month old? If so, please tweet at us. 
or leave us a message. I think the oldest, I think I had a turkey sandwich once from Subway that was sitting in the fridge for two weeks. It wasn't great after two weeks. Actually, Subway sandwiches don't usually last past four days. I decided to risk it. Uh, it was uh, it was a little soggy. I didn't get food poisoning though, so that's that's good. They must have plenty of preservatives in that deli meat. Eat Subway. Eat fresh, unless it's sitting in your fridge for two weeks. For two weeks. Were you having a whole conversation with the audience while I was gone? I sure was. Oh yeah, what was it about? <laughs> Uh, I talked about, I asked everybody what their favorite arcade game was. Oh, okay. Then I said food for thought. Then I said, what does food for thought mean? What is your favorite food? Also leave us a message or tweet at us. Have you eaten a, I asked how, if they've eaten a sandwich that was over a month old and Mm -hmm. what that sandwich was. Sure. That's fair. Uh, I do like, yes. So as of uh, second revised table draft, September 6, 1996, uh, we do not yet know <clears throat> who kids number one, two, and three are. I think, if I'm not mistaken, kid number three does not make it into the final cut. Um, just ends up being kid number one and kid number two. We have interviewed kid number two in the show before. Um, okay. Vending Man. Vending Man might end up being the, uh, what's his name, the guy who created Defender. Um, and then Girl ends up being Lily Sobieski. I will tell you right now, dream bit part for the show, Lily Sobieski. She's retired from acting. But is she I, retired? Yeah, I think so. I th- if I'm not mistaken, she's like, uh, I'm done. No, thank you. I'm good. Uh, also, I are, I get it. I look a lot like both Helen Hunt and Jodie Foster. I don't need to play this game. Um, you know, too much, too much, uh, you know, dilution of her brand. But Lily, if you're out there, you are welcome on this show. Um, so also, this is, yes. I don't care. She, she's a completely different actor than either one of those two. So I never really saw Agreed. That. No, I mean, it's fair. She's in, isn't she in Panic Room? No, that's Jodie Foster. Yeah, but isn't she in? Kristen feel... Stewart was her. her oh, really? Kristen Stewart. Fun. Yeah. Okay. She was in Glass <clears throat> House. <clears throat> that's true. That's true. She was in uh, Eyes Wide Shut. Uh huh. She was in. That might be like. Was she in Joyride? I think she was in Joyride. I don't know what that is. I'll take pretty, your word for pretty, it. Pretty, pretty frightening. Uh, pretty frightening thriller with uh, Steve Zahn and. I don't remember who Steve the Zahn might have been Paul. Might have been Paul Walker actually. Steve Zahn's in a thriller. That's weird. Yeah, I, I mean only... he's the comic. He's the comic relief in okay. it basically. But it's okay. it actually was a really well done thriller. And supposedly, if you listen, I've, I haven't listened to it, but I heard if you listen to the audio commentary of Joyride, it's just the Steve Zahn, and he's apparently didn't know what an audio commentary for for on a DVD <laughs> thing is, so he just literally is doing sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, that's the most perfect Steve Zahn experience. Oh, my God. I love him even more now. Oh, that's so good. <clears throat> when we start the Zahn cast, uh, guys, that's how we'll start it. Or build up to it. I feel like maybe you have to build up to that. <clears throat> uh, by the way, that thing you do, director's cut, worth it. Good cut. Might have mentioned that before on the show because I love that movie. Uh, so the Budget Cutter of the Month Award. Uh, the first note I have is that it is originally referred to as the Dave Nelson Budget Cutter of the Month Award. Um, it's a very small note, but it is uh, something. I'm not going to go through every minor change in wording, but that is the first thing that shows up. 
Um, Most of these things, the minor things, I feel like were just changes on the day by either yes. suggestion or the writer be like, nah, nah, change it. I'm a little annoyed that we cannot read because again, this is one of the scripts that I don't think comes from me. I think this is one of the ones that's online. There are notes that that almost make their way through from the writer, um, from maybe Brian Kelly or somebody else taking notes, whoever's this scan copy is, well, and I can't quite read it. I, I, I here, I, I can make it out. It's uh, uh yeah. What do you do? Co fine <laughs> with bags. Yippee! <laughs> it looks like boys upstairs. I will say that that does look like something boys upstairs. <laughs> the, or the most, or the next. Anyway, guys, this is. Really oh, you saw or I see junior the next, but I guess oh. or makes more sense. Okay. <laughs> uh, as they're discussing their budget cutter ideas. Uh, Joe, I'll be Joe. Joe says, what about my suggestion? That was stop paying the station's taxes until NASA admits there are pyramids on Mars. I'm not asking them to go there. A simple acknowledgement would be enough. <laughs> well, maybe you'll win next month. Uh, you know what's crazy? Uh, <laughs> uh, so I watched it with my wife <clears throat> I, uh, before when they said about, you know, uh, a Joe with the whole ufo conspiracy like is that your suggestion and he was uh, like he responds christina was like uh was he he was about to just crack up right then wasn't he I'm like oh yeah yeah definitely definitely look like he huge was. there's no i mean <clears throat> he has to pause to not crack yep because joe rogan professional actor i kind of love that they don't i I'm do sure too. they've done a few like takes but i kind of love that they just keep it in yeah yeah it's good it's, it's it's fun watching the challenge of it. Uh, let's see. So the next note is uh, not that important. But if we go to page uh, seven, page seven, seven, uh, there's a whole extended extra bit about the jumble, which I, I kind of like. Um, if you don't mind, I'd like to play Matthew. You could be Matthew. I will okay. be <clears throat> Uh, that's after he says he's got jumble fever and he's got it bad. And then Lisa makes the quinine joke. He says, oh, well, it's not a real fever. Jumble's this scrambled word game. The letters are all mixed up and you rearrange them to make a word. And I know it's pretty simple. Oh, sure. Simple. Like an atomic bomb. Doing the jumble is nothing but a waste of brain energy. And those creepy math tricks you do aren't? I don't do math tricks. Square root of 5,312. 72.8835. Okay, that was an easy one. Take it. No, it no, I'll, I'll just look over your shoulder. I'll, I'll, I'll do the, I like to do them in my head. I call it the ultimate jumble. Very impressive. I know. And then that's when it starts. That whole bit, which is very funny. You know, I was in rewatching this, and maybe we've discussed this before. I was going to say every character, not every character, but most characters get some pretty good bits and some pretty good character bits. Uh, Catherine doesn't get a slap, nor does she get too much uh, of, a, of a story. And Joe doesn't have much of a story in this one. It's again, how do you do eight people at once? It's almost impossible. But Catherine has, else some, has some pretty good, good lines. <clears throat> she has good lines. That's yeah. to be fair. Um, uh, also, I, I forgot that this was another uh, episode that shows uh, an employee's secret talent. Beth can do jumbles like nobody's business. Yeah, ever. that's true. It is another secret talent episode. I. Uh, Boy, oh boy, I got to say, also in terms of like, uh, well, we'll get there, but this is obviously one of the great Bill McNeil backstory episodes. Um, <laughs> I have, I'm way late. I really, I slept on Shit's Creek, uh, but 
frankly, I will say because of Tavy, who rhymes with gravy, uh, she mentioned that she had just finished it, and I'm like, oh, you know what, I'll give it a shot, and then binge the entire show. Uh, there are two characters on that show who have some almost Bill McNeil-level backstories, and um, I was like, okay, I like this show a lot. They just, they're they're big on backstory, though. I mean, Eugene Levy uh, apparently insisted very much that they do the way they do it, the Christopher Guest movies, which is, it's all backstory, and then... Then they write the story, and then you do what you got to do with that. But like, it's heavy on the backstory, so I kind of I yeah. love that. Um, later on, when there's the uh, they fell in love, uh, how did the mixed doubles team fare in the big match? Matthew then acknowledges that they fell in love as a pun, um, because in tennis, love means something different. Get it? Um, it's just just to rub in how stupid it is. And, wow. Yeah. Great. Um, understandably cut. We get that. Uh, Oh, and then uh, oh, After the, for the batter. Is yes, that... right, right, right. Yeah, change for the batter. <laughs> Which, by the way, also one of my favorite Beth laughs and one of my favorite Matthew laughs because he's <laughs> he's laugh, moving his head like a friggin' psycho. Um, but then in the original, uh, I'll be Beth this time. Okay. But, uh, after Matthew laughs even harder, Beth stops <laughs> laughing and says, "Actually, I don't get it. What does it mean?" I was just laughing because you were. That's a good bit. Um, it is. I do think it, it's stronger to go out on for the batter, and I'm sure that's why they did it. Yes, but absolutely. It is a good bit. Uh, and then uh, shortly after, when we cut to Dave's office, Lisa enters. You should you should be Dave here. Uh, yeah. And uh, this this does not make it into the final episode. So he's not looking up. Kind of busy right now, Beth. Bill. Catherine. Matthew. Joe. Guy who repairs the copier. Lisa, why am I last? Because you're not as needy as the other children. I li- I kind of like that bit. That's cute. Cut for time, clearly I, I think, because it's a funny bit. I'm surprised they didn't bring that back for a future episode because that's a yeah. pretty damn funny. Yeah, yeah, no, that feels like something that could have been a good runner, like uh, your name is Gorelli kind of thing. I, I don't yeah. hate it. Uh, let's see here. What maybe? Me? I'm trying to read some of these notes. There's, there's no point. There's no point. I really wish I could read these, and I wish I knew what draft this was. I wish I knew whose draft. You uh, know, I wish there was more with Algernon, but that's okay. I know. <laughs> I know. Oh, okay. Let's. Uh, these other notes are kind of incidental, but when we get to 16, there's something that doesn't quite... I don't think it happens unless... You tell me if I'm wrong. So on page 16, uh, Bill's got his arm full of sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave jumps up and follows. As Bill leaves, he drops the sandwich. Absolutely happens. I read it as a mistake. Good acting, Phil Hartman. Uh, it says it hits the coffee table with a loud thud. That doesn't happen, does it? There's no thud. It's just like the co- the the sandwich does hit it, but it just sounds like that. So they clearly, maybe they didn't no. want to repeat the burrito bit from last season or well, first season. There's also an issue. So uh, I think it actually it could have been funny, but at the same time. If these pre- sandwiches are this precious to Bill, and there's so few, like if he heard that, I feel like he would have ran back. He would have ran back to catch it. That's a very good point. That's a very, oh. you know what? Also, there's almost no way to time that uh, in person to get an audience laugh. Not that they wouldn't have like dubbed both later potentially, but still, yeah. But still, your your character point is 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 uh, well made. Well, we still I, don't know what the rubber sandwich is, do we? I really no. She because Jody wasn't sure, huh? Yeah, what did she say? She said it just might have been a piece of leather or. or, or. But it's so stretchy. I, yeah, I almost I was tempted as I'm watching. I'm like, maybe I'm gonna cut this scene out and send it to her and be like, 
Because I think that could jog the memory. Because once you see it, you're like, oh, yeah, clearly that was a piece of blank, you know? It does kind of look like a fake bacon toy for a dog, slightly. Yeah. But it also looks like real food at the same time. So I don't even know what to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it's literally old bacon. Right. So fucking stretchy. Uh, page 17, uh, just a note, Vending Man has a line, so they may uh, may have tried to Taft-Hartley, the guy who created uh, whatever the fucking game was, Defender, or I can't remember if it was Stargate or Defender. Uh, Stargate Defender, guys. yeah. Yeah, but the original game is either Stargate or Defender. They just combined them to, the two to make Stargate Defender, and I can't remember who did who the designer was who was there, but they did cut his line or the line never made it to. I know. Sad face. Two words. I'm trying. I'm trying. Um, I have. Oh, okay. Uh, let's. That's that. That one's easy to read. Uh, once. Once we're talking about pale, friendless virgins, uh, somebody did write the note. I had friends. Um, so don't be silly. I had friends, uh, which uh, doesn't make it into it either. Um, the uh, so we meet again line is not in the original script. Uh, when he's talking to the talking to the machine, he talks to the machine at some point. But so we meet again does not is not in here. Um, I feel like that might have been a Dave pitch. It just might. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there's so much. I'd also forgotten that once he does get to talking to the machine, there's this weird pivot Dave does, like this very severe pivot on his feet to to talk to the machine, to face the machine finally, as though it, it is almost a gun battle, and it is a, just a delightful piece of comic acting from Dave Foley. It's, you know, there he doesn't get to be that physical that often, uh, or that extreme this early on. Later on, we get to see him be, again, relaxed Dave, as we all love, yeah. things like this. But there are a couple, because he's so, he's in such a severe emotional state, he gets to do a bit more in this episode. Uh, ooh, okay. Uh, I'll be Dave, you be Jimmy, page 24. So, uh, this is, uh, right after Bill offers Jimmy a sandwich. The Hungry Jim. That was. Um, so oh, then, yeah, Bill, yeah, you will be. But, uh, Bill exits, Jimmy walks over to the window. Hey, the gun down there has a... Wait, sorry, gun? Hey! The guy down there has a gun! What the... Dave crosses quickly to the window and looks down. Where? Jimmy steals the extension cord and stuffs it into the back of his pants. <laughs> I guess we're just one of those birds that looks like a gun. Sitting on one of those trees that looks like a man. Well, I gotta go. <laughs> Mr. James, no video games during work hours. Jimmy looks down and sees that the extension cord is hanging from the back of his pants like a tail. Dave grabs it and reels Jimmy in. Oh, for Pete's sakes, Dave, let me play! No, I'm sorry, sir, but it's for your own good. Last time I heard that, my father made me smoke a carton of cigarettes in a closet. <laughs> Is there anyone in this office from a normal family? Oh, so I guess your dad was soft on smoking. Give me the cord. Trust me, as soon as you drop that first quarter, that machine will consume your every waking moment and haunt you when you sleep until your entire life is irreversibly ruined. And then it goes back to the actual... Yeah, mm -hmm. and then on uh, I do like I do like that this is I like that this is an episode where people's backstory is actually part of the part of the gag in it. Yeah. It becomes not just Bill, but everybody's backstory kind of. Uh, but they obviously cut that out. Uh, page twenty six. We go back to a little bit of a Dave and Jimmy exchange that gets cut out. Oh, I should have uh, just kept going with that. Yeah, we probably should have. That's well, we can we, we can, can keep going. Is something you're like, tell me, Dave. <laughs> 
I spent half of high school playing Stargate Defender. Two solid years. Ah, that's been pretty good. What was your high score? 1,248,500, March 7th, 1983. 1.2 million. That good? Wisconsin offers few distractions for a pale, friendless virgin of 16. No argument there. You think you still got the old magic? Honestly, I can't think about anything else. But I've laid down the law and it would be wrong to start playing now. Come on, just one game. There's no such thing as just one game. Well, I respect that. You made a rule, you're sticking to it. Just part of being the boss. Hey, man, part of being the boss's boss is ignoring the rules of playing video games whenever you feel like it. Got any tips? Save the humanoids. Just convince yourself that the humanoids are your real-life family, which will motivate you to make sure that nothing bad ever, ever happens to them. Dave hands Jimmy the extension cord. Thanks, Obi-Wan. Now, if you'll excuse me, you're the game calling me. And then that's when Dave says, it's not him the machine wants. Love that so much. Um, I do uh, love all that. I get it. It's probably a flow thing. That sure. That's great. It's all, all good stuff. It, it all it all works. <clears throat> None of it is bad. Bad. Um, oh, and right after it's there's a let's see. Is this an entire cut scene? Okay, so it is. So we got you got your Jimmy, you got your Beth, you got your Lisa, you got your Joe. Uh, you want to just play Jimmy, and I'll play oh, everybody else. Sure. All right. <clears throat> Joe is at the conference table. Jimmy enters from Dave's office and stops at Beth's desk. Lisa lingers nearby. Hey there, little lady. You got any quarters on you? Beth, I certainly do. It's three three quarters for a dollar. Whoa, whoa. Run that by me again? Sorry, house rules. Well, that's highway robbery. I love it. Give me $300 worth of... <laughs> Bad Larry's. Bad Larry's is so good. Uh, okay, at three for a dollar, that would be. Lisa walks up. 900 quarters. If it were four per dollar, it would be 1,200. If it were four per dollar, it would be 1,200. Five, 1,500, six, 1,800, et cetera, to Jimmy. Do you ever feel like your mind's slipping as you get older, sir? What? You see, Mr. James. Hey, what'd you call me? Mr. James. What's wrong? My name is Mr. Jones. What? Joe? Joe says, yeah, Johnny Jones. Beth? Yeah. No, but I... Uh, <laughs> I got you. It's, it's not funny. He storms up. Johnny Jones. What kind of stupid sounding name is that? <laughs> I don't hate oh. the idea of them trying to trick her into thinking his name is Johnny Jones. I really loved the idea of hearing Jimmy James... <laughs> refer to them as bad Larrys. <laughs> also that, yeah, these bad Larrys. Does that come up again? I feel like it. I feel like I it. I don't must. remember ever hearing him say bad Larrys. Oh, I wish it did. That's really good. Yeah, that's really good. Um, let's see here. I'm trying to look and see if any oh, of these are shit. just incidental. Yes. Hold what on. happened? What happened? At some point, my QuickTime player stopped recording. Okay. Makes no sense. All right, sure. we're going back. Recording again. Okay. I hope we didn't lose too much. <laughs> Me too. We'll find out. Okay. <laughs> you might hear some muffled recording from Alan at some point. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh -huh. Because we don't have the full recording. That's fair. <laughs> uh, how much time does it look like it did record? It went 24 minutes. I don't know. Oh, well, then we only, if we lost anything, it was probably only three or four minutes. Uh, okay. If that. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, let me make a note here. You want me to pause and just hear where it stopped recording? Would that uh, help? It's up to you. Yeah, I mean, I got to make notes anyway. Um, All right. Uh, stop this. 
Recording both of us? Yeah, because I don't have headphones. I should put headphones on for this. Okay. <laughs> That'd be fine. That probably makes more sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think we lost too much. Okay. I'm happy I'm happy to re-record it, but uh, I don't know exact I don't remember and how far back. We can figure yeah. it out. Okay. I'm gonna re-record now. Stopped. I've never had that happen before. It's very strange. Yeah. All right. Do 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 do. All right, we're we're back. I'm gonna clap. Boop. This is Arcade Redux Part Two. Uh, let's see. So I'm just trying to see if any of this stuff is is worth revisiting. Yeah, I think probably. So on page 32, we're in the middle of their discussion about the SATs. Um, so we've then got Alan. Alan? That's not Alan. Alan. Alan, though. Alan, you be Dave. I'll be Lisa. Um, so you, you, what you're going to hear is we'll read the script as is, but with there are going to be some added notes here and there. Um do you yes. want me to start with Dave thing, or do you need to yeah, go earlier? Yeah, start with Dave. Okay. Don't you think you're taking this a little too far? Not at all. I'm quite pleased with my decision. Those things aren't even an accurate test of intelligence anyway. That sounds like something someone who got a bad score would say. Oh, and what would someone who got a good score say? Well, I did get an 800 on my... Uh, yes, I know. I am, in fact, excruciatingly well acquainted with your SAT scores. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot. What was your score again? You never talk about it. There were certain outside factors on the day of the test that adversely affected my performance. That's what everyone says. In this case, it was true. Okay, then I'll tell you what. Here's your big chance to show the world what you can really do. Retake it tomorrow with me. It's ridiculous. Are you worried I'll score higher than you? Forget it. I'm not taking the bait. How about this? If you can get within 100 points of my score, I'll promise I'll never talk about my SATs again. What time? 9 a.m. I'll see you there. Uh, here, That's I did, cute. That, that makes cute. more sense for the motivation why Dave would go take it. But. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, it does, however, in, like one of the best lines of the episode does make it in later, uh, is not in this draft, which is, Dave, I'm worried that I'm stupider than I was, not stupider than you. Yeah. I love that line so, so much. Yeah. It's pretty great. <laughs> oh, God damn it. So good. Um, let me see. Are there other... Oh, there's more... There's more stuff with Dave and the Kids. Uh, Dave and the Kids, my favorite, uh, my favorite band from the '70s. Um, let's see. <laughs> so on page 42, uh, I'll be Kids number one and two, and you can be David Nelson. You got to be Kid number three then as well. Oh, Kid number three is in this draft. There we go. All right. Yeah. I'll differentiate them totally. <laughs> <laughs> So I was up playing this video game all night, and that's why I can hardly stand up today. I hear that. Which game was it? <laughs> Stargate Defender. Never heard of it. It's from 1981. Hey, that's the year I was born. Me too. Me too. 
What a coincidence. You like you like my differentiation of those voices? That was great. One of them was kind of Marty McFly, one of them was definitely Fry from Futurama, and the other one was Dumb Guy. <laughs> I could definitely tell there was a stronger relationship between Kid 1 and Kid 2, uh-huh. and Kid 3 was just kind of the tag-along that wanted to be a part of this group that you yep. established. Mm-hmm. But it's, they're, they're not treating him as equals. That's very true. Thank you. You got that all for my performance. Exactly. I'm glad. I'm very impressed. I'm so very glad. Impressed. Um, <laughs> uh, so, is it? Let's see. Okay, so uh, see, this next scene on page 43, next page, uh, I'll be Beth, you can be Jimmy. Um, Jimmy's playing the game, losing an incredible number of quarters. He looks totally ragged. Beth stands by asking him questions which by the way if you notice uh in the actual show he's got an ice bucket clearly filled with quarters like you maybe like you yes. have in a you know so he does have a ton an ass ton of quarters uh <laughs> you know there there so i have a question before we start so no, please when i was a kid i remember going to two friends birthday parties where they rented out the whole arcade and okay. they were able to rig every arcade game in that arcade so you didn't have to insert those quarters for those few hours you rented it out yeah could jimmy not have just paid someone to do that so he didn't need to use the quarters that's that's the question i mean he does own i mean he effectively (laughs) he could yeah yeah very because it's like a switch i think all you gotta do is open it up and it's a switch you flip yeah yeah Yeah. it's a good i mean it wouldn't have been as funny but i'm just trying to figure out (laughs) this is uh, maybe also jimmy's attempt to feel like a a normal person maybe that's Mm. you know it's hard to tell jimmy's hard to peg down sometimes uh, Beth says, your secretary also said you have a 12 o'clock with the IBM board of directors tomorrow. Um, Did you get that? Cancel it. Also, something about the steel plant managers want to know if you approve the wage increase. Um, what was that? Yeah, I get whatever they want. Bastards. Okay, but should I tell her to, just then, Jimmy loses his last quarter. He's very shaken. He turns on Beth. Dave enters from around the corner. Damn it, woman! You just killed my humanoid mother! <laughs> Beth exits. Jimmy feels bad. Beth! I'm sorry! I, I didn't mean to! Dave hands Jimmy a roll of quarters and exits to the bullpen. Jimmy smashes open the roll and starts playing again. <laughs> Beth! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This is very dumb, but I like that they, in this, they had extended, extended uh, Jimmy playing the game stuff that was that was big right i also whenever uh stephen root freaks out as jimmy james it was, yeah it's... <laughs> yeah when when it when his rich guy privilege shows through but also like his also nor- that he has these normal human occasionally has these normal human moments you killed my humanoid mother is very good it's a very good line uh Let's see here. Uh, this next set of lines is not that important or interesting, except that Lisa does refer to Dave as Davo. Uh, <laughs> she, by, by, by she, I think she's supposed to change her voice in this because <laughs> you can't give out another student's score. And then so Lisa tries to do Dave's voice. Sorry to keep you waiting, old man. This is Davo. What's the damage, Captain? <laughs> it's pretty good. Pretty uh, good. I would have loved to. I wonder if they're. I, I wonder if on the, the complete David. thing, I. I feel like that this happened and it got cut out. I hope so. And if not, uh, more tyranny, if you ever do the show, I just want to hear your Dave impression. That's all (laughs) I want to hear. Did you say it was Joe Fury that has the tapes, right? Joe Fury does have some of the tapes. I don't know how many and uh, how long it's going to take him to get them to me. But, you know, yeah, I know. 
but I'm I'm going to be digitizing them all, and then we will slowly, slowly be. Do you have that set up? Like, oh yeah. With, wow. Yeah. The only the only problem I have is that my VCR. I may get a new VCR because I, you know it, it it is a cheap one that I've had for years, but I cannot find a remote that will turn off the fucking thing that says that flashes play, and I don't want to keep digitizing things with play in the in the upper left hand corner. Oh. Um, so can... I need to get one that doesn't do that, and I'm sure I, I can get one for cheap. I think I have a, mine's a cheap one, but I can give you mine if you want it. Like, I wouldn't turn it down. I'm going to turn it down. I'll, I'll run it over to you one of these days, you're safely. A, you're a delight and, and from a distance. Put a mask on the the, the hole where the tapes no. go. <laughs> I just hope I have the remote for it. So. <laughs> well, if you, if you let me know, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you guys like hearing the back, the behind the scenes of this show. Uh, <laughs> if you know uh, what brand it is, I'm sure I can get a remote for it. I'm sure that's, that's absolutely possible. Ladies and gentlemen, here we are making deals and doing stuff. VCR. Alan, just kill me. I don't know what to say (laughs) next. Um, Okay, Uh, let's. Are we VCRing or VC aren't? You'll see yourself out. Oh, okay. Uh, Okay, so um, there's more discussion of outside factors later on. Um, Let's see. Oh, on page forty-nine. Yeah, but again, oh, Dave, Dave, Dave again persists. Yes, you can be Dave again. <laughs> All right. Look, I have a lot of things on my mind. I have a job. I have a job. I have responsibilities. I have responsibilities. I have a girlfriend. I have a... Ha! So in other words, you have no excuse. <laughs> and that goes into the uh, original. Uh, and later on, Dave, when he approaches the... Uh, when he's about ready to go off and, and beat the game, he does... Mentioned that Stargate Defender is long overdue for the ass whipping of its life. Um, not typical Dave speak, but that's fine. Uh, oh, there we go. And then uh, <laughs> Beth, uh, between this and the uh, the what do you call it, the the fucking Zoltar machine or whatever, uh, Beth asks to speak to Dave, who then says, "Not now. I have a rather pressing engagement with some space guppies who need a taste of my smart bomb." <laughs> The specific details of the game, if, you know, if there's a game programmer out there who wants to make Stargate Defender, please do that. Please do that. We'll advertise it on our show. Why would we not? Why would we not? Uh, I just, so, there's another thing, I guess, before, or when Beth was referring to taking away the vending machine. Uh Uh-huh. And replacing it, Dave said, not Miss Pac-Man, please, anything but Miss Pac-Man. Anything but Miss Pac-Man. Now, did he also waste years, or does he just have something against Miss Pac-Man? That's the that's the big. That's question. a good question. Or does he have a thing for Miss Pac-Man and doesn't want to talk about it? <laughs> nom nom nom. <laughs> um, so there we are, ladies and gentlemen. Those are the differences between the final episode, as you saw and, it on TV, and, and Kip Three still gets cut out of the the yeah. end scene, the credit tag anyway. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. So he was. He was no good, but it, he was, was going to be gone regardless. Yeah. Yep, he died. That's what happened. Aww. Yeah, it's really sad. He did very poorly on his SETs, and his parents murdered him. Dark story, real dark story. I'm just going to say I played Kid Three, and they cut me out. That you should. Be. Why not? <laughs> you should like get a photo of you at the age you would have been in 1996, and like I've been junior high. It'd been fine. Yeah, yeah. it would have been perfect. <laughs> 
The idea that uh, Dave is almost upset that these kids were born in 1981 it just reminds me that there was a time, Alan, when I was considered young. And uh, weren't there was we all? a time all? where we all were yeah, considered yeah. yeah. I am <clears throat> now considerably older than they were when they were making this show, and I feel older every day because of it, that I am talking about their show. I think I about threw up the other day I was watching an old episode of The Simpsons and they refer to Homer being 38 and then I realized I am Homer Simpson's age and that was very depressing. <laughs> Hi guys, welcome to my news radio podcast. I'm Alan Rickard. <laughs> That's um, a good impression. Oh, thank you. I'll take it. This is my, this is my favorite episode. Um, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Or he might do a podcast about his favorite show, The Krusty the Clown Show. And Krusty sounds a little something. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> Alan, what do you want to promote? Go find me. Okay. Oh, so I was supposed to say I'm going to let you down or? At, at Alan Rickard, A-L-L-E-N-R-U-E-C-K-E-R-T on Twitter and Instagram. And, and, and go, go, you know. To go, go tweet at movie studio directors and say, "Hey, hey, this is a good actor. You you cast Alan in the lead right now, or I'm not going to whatever movie it is you're making." You tweet at Richard Zanuck and Louis B. Mayer, and you tell these gentlemen that if you want to put somebody on contract, it's got to be Alan Rickard. God damn it, he's got what it takes. He's got the moxie. He's got the gumption. He's got what it takes. He's got star power. I tell you, star power. That's what I say. That's right. Star power, and I can use it up in one day. And he looks good in Seersucker. Uh, you can find Jason, him. what do you got to promote? <laughs> I don't know. You know what? Listen to the Professional Blur podcast. Uh, that's a fun show where I talk about extra work. Alan was Focus on Focus on it. <laughs> <laughs> Alan's wife was on the show. That that episode comes up, I think, the week that this is airing. Uh, you just, son of a bitch. Just did, I'm sorry. Just did an episode <laughs> with a young lady whose only extra work was on The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Uh, but she's done a few episodes of it. Uh, and that was fun. Um, and uh, I'm on Twitter, jklom, J-K-L-A-M-M. I'm on Instagram, jasonklom, J-A-S-O-N-K-L-A-M-M. And until next time, catch Catch you later, B-Cakes! Dispatches from Fort Awesome, a news radio podcast, is part of the Stolen Dress Podcast Network. The show is hosted by Alan Rickert, Jason Klom, and Jen, who lives on the ether. Our theme song was composed and performed by Michael Warden. Have questions? Call and leave us a voicemail at 646-801-WNYX or email us at freakzilla at scopenet.com. Subscribe to Dispatches from Fort Awesome on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or any other podcast outlet. Give us a five-star rating and write us a review. It helps. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at WNYX News Radio, or find everything in one place at WNYXNewsRadio.com. Thanks, Joe. Visit StolenDress.com to listen to our other podcasts, watch videos, and imbibe freely of our multimedia content going back 15-plus years. Big day today, Dave. Stolen Dress Entertainment. Hey, it's my turn. Ah!